It's Friday, and it's time for Let's Eat with me, Chef Nick. Join us from 3 to 4 for an hour of food, drink, and a little information. Call in and have a chance to win a gift card. Call 769-9577. Thanks for tuning in to Lakeshore Public Radio, 89.1 FM, WLPR. Hey, Region Radio Land, what's up? I want to welcome to all, all my favorite listeners out there for joining in joining us here on Let's Eat. I'm Chef Nick, and my co-host is Jose Rodriguez. How are you doing, Jose? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing? Good, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in to 89.1 FM, Lakeshore Public Radio. And this show is kind of neat. It's different than most shows. We like uh, interaction with our uh, listeners out there. Correct. So we want you to call in, and not yet. Yeah, give us about 10 or 15 minutes to get going to talking to Jan, uh, Dan Chapman here from... Uh, Sunrise uh, Health Foods, but um, you can call in 219-769-9577 and get a chance to win a gift card from Sunrise Health Foods out of Valparaiso. But there's other units, aren't there, Dan? Absolutely. So, folks, today I want to introduce Dan Chapman from uh, Sunrise Health Foods out of Valparaiso, and um, he was gracious enough to come in to see us. I mean, he drove all the way from Bourbon, Illinois, like an hour drive, oh, wow. just, just to come to this show. Man, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that And he brought in all this healthy stuff so we can eat it all and never gain any weight and feel great. <laughs> That's perfect. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Guys. And have energy. And it's good sight, all that, by eating it all. <laughs> but again, folks, um, give us 10 or 15 minutes to get in a conversation, then give us a call, 219-769-9577, and find out how to get healthy with... Uh, Oh, maybe we'll call him the Professor Dan Chapman from Sunrise Health Foods. Again, how you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm doing great today. It's good to have you here. And, you know, it's good to see the sun shine a little oh, bit you know today. What? There you go. And, you know, what? your your commercial, the promo we did, we did uh, Here here Comes the Sun, and it worked out perfect for mm-hmm. today because out of, what, for a week we had no sun. That's right. And today it was it's just beautiful. I mean, it's cool out, crispy, but it, it, it feels feeling, good when the sun's in your good. face. Uh, Dan runs um, Sunrise uh, Health Foods. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan. Tell us about some of the locations, uh, how long you've been in operation, and some uh, history, because you do have a lot of history behind your yeah. your brand and uh, and what you do. Absolutely, yeah. So we've, we've got our store here, of course, in Valparaiso, and uh, we love that store. It's a great community. We have four other stores, all of which are in Illinois. Uh, the longest standing store we've had is in Lansing, Illinois. That one's been in that spot since the mid-60s. Wow. Um, and then we also have a store in Flossmoor and Country Club Hills, as well as uh, relatively new Peoria, Illinois. So, for, so for, you can yeah. find you almost anywhere, like you we're, know, almost we're, like going to an Aldi's. <laughs> exactly like an Aldi's. Yeah, you'll pass maybe two Aldi's to every one sunrise. Something like that, I think. Something like that. <laughs> Folks, if you want to see uh, Dan... And some of the products he brought on, um, check us out at Instagram and follow me on Let's Eat, Let's Eat P-O-D. And you can see the items that Dan brought in and what Dan looks like because he is a healthy looking guy. <laughs> so, Great. Dan, um, go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about your history and your background. Yes, yeah, so I'll tell you how we got started in the natural food business. I, you know, I say we had a store in Lansing since the mid-60s, but the original store was in the South Chicago area, Roseland, actually, that my mom and dad opened in 1961. You know, as we were talking about just before the show, there were only two folks that had health food stores back in the 60s, and you were either a hippie or you were sick. Right. Um, and, and so for my mom and dad, it was the sick side of the equation there. My mom specifically was uh, in the 1950s, young lady in her mid-20s, and uh, her body was just not cooperating. And specifically what she was feeling at that time was uh, show-stopping anxiety. So she would have bouts of anxiety that would wash over her and really just kind of stopped her in her tracks. And um, really no solutions coming from the doctors on what to do or what was going on. And if you live life like that long enough, and I'm sure you have some listeners that, that struggle with anxiety, but that really leads to uh, fatigue. So my mom was just tired. Uh, it, w- it was difficult to get through the days. If you live life like that long enough, you're going to struggle with a bit of depression. And my mom really struggled with all of those, I'll say very emotional type things, and uh, was having a difficult time figuring out what was going on. And she, uh, over the course of many years, was finally pointed in the direction of diet. And if you think about diet changes in the 1950s, that was not that common was, knowledge. It was wasn't that, what we did. Was that a Flintstone vitamin or something like that back then? <laughs> that was yeah. a diet. The recommendation back then was to what we would call an elimination diet today. So 
She was told, cut out all of the variety of foods you're eating, go to something very simple, very basic, no flavor, no spice, and then just pay attention to how your body feels. And so you would literally eat a specific food and it, it might be you know, chicken with no spices and nothing else and see how you do on that. And you'll do that for a few days and you'll add one other simple food back in to figure out could food be something that's causing the issues in you? And my mom went into this diet thinking, this is crazy. This isn't going to do anything. My diet is quote unquote healthy. Uh, but my mom was desperate. She, she was at a place of no answers, no solutions. She would do anything. And so she went into this diet and within the week, she started to feel very different. And, mm. and that was, uh, it, it, for my mom, it was really pretty amazing. She was a school teacher, loved to learn, loved to teach. And it was the first time that she made this solid connection between the food she put in her body and the way that her body was going to respond. And that was the beginning for my mom. She dove in to learn everything she could about food and nutrition and farming and harvesting and processing these foods into, into something that, you know, end up on the, the shelf of a health food store or a grocery store. And, um, her health was improving, uh, people around her that were also having different health challenges and she was helping them along. So she had a whole community of individuals that she was helping. And so they thought, let's let's get a health food store going because in the 1960s in the south side of Chicago, where do you find food that wasn't sprayed with chemicals? You didn't have organic foods back then. Right. So they were looking for things that And where that do you get the knowledge back then? I mean, it wasn't like you just go on Google anything. Right? It, it, was a, it was a lifestyle. And that's really what it turned into as a lifestyle. My mom would travel all over the country, even out of the country, to learn with different individuals that had uh. been doing this longer and had their own health issues. And so she really was what we would call a pioneer in the natural food industry. Um, and my mom lived a really wonderful life uh, because of the changes she made. And I'll tell you what, I grew up with a mom who was incredibly passionate about food and nutrition. Mm -hmm. I can tell you stories about the things that she fed my brothers and I, but I'll tell you, I, I wouldn't trade that way of growing up for anything. Um, I loved it. Uh, I enjoyed going to the health food store with mom when I was young, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Were there health food stores back there for her? Uh, was there, there anything like, there nothing was, like what you there had? There was nothing like a Sunrise Health Foods back then. Um, m before my mom and dad opened Sunrise Health Foods. They would literally uh, order, um, I remember stories of they would order papayas from this one farm in this place, and they would order almonds really? from this place wow. over here. And they would hear about an apple orchard that wasn't sprayed, and they would go and they would pick apples. I mean, it was uh, very much hands-on, very much networking to find foods that were not sprayed with chemicals. That was one of the things that my mom definitely struggled with is, again, you think about farming in the United States in the 50s and 60s, that's where we were really starting to experiment with all of these herbicides and pesticides, and they were having a huge impact on my mother's health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is it that causes one person to really struggle and the next one doesn't? That's still a bit of a mystery to us all. Um, but for my mom, she was profoundly impacted in a negative way by foods that had chemicals and pesticides on there. So she had to eat a very clean diet. So if she, you know, she, she kind of created a lot of this. Did she ever author anything? Did she ever write anything? I have uh, files and files of, I'll say, short um, information pieces that my mom authored. Um, and I have a cookbook from... I believe that would have been the late 60s, early 70s, um, but it's not something that is in print still. I have not republished it. I probably ought to do you that. You should do that. But that was uh, many of the recipes that I grew up eating those foods, So, but, but no official books that are out in the market today. Folks, if you want to call in, 219-769-9577 and talk with Dave, um, Dan. <laughs> there you go again. Dan Chapman from Sunrise Foods. Uh, give us a call. And we got some gift cards to give out. Again, 219-769-9577. Did they grow their own stuff? I'll tell you, I, I grew up on an organic farm um, about a half an hour south of Lansing, our main store there. So growing up, we grew up on an organic farm. We were not farmers, per se, mm -hmm. but we had a farmer that, that grew the popcorn and the wheat and the corn, all certified organic. And yes, we had a very large garden. Yeah. Now, you're, so your mother, I mean, being a teacher and how she do all this... She was involved with, um, like, okay, if they grew popcorn or some um, some grains or whatever you need, did she process it through? I mean, herself or 
Much of that, yes. We had our own grain grinder, That's and right. we would put the whole grains in, and flour would come out the other side. And I'll tell you what, I still do that today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have never tasted bread or pancakes or some uh, baked good with fresh ground flour, it is night and day different. Mm-hmm. than something that has flour that's been, you know, off the, the shelf of a store. Is there anything that back then that she talked about that now came to fruition, like gluten-free? Like, I mean, did, was she talking about that back then and then now it's happened? I mean, this thing's like Many, that. many things like that. Um, and, and some of the big things are, they, they almost feel simple, but absolutely ahead of her time. Um, she talked about sugar consumption. And I'll tell you, that's a big one that people are still just starting to understand the the damaging impacts of sugar on our body. I'll give you just a little bit of statistics because because when I think it comes from sugar, I think it's okay to scare folks just a little bit. Okay. All right. But right now, if you look at the average sugar consumption by an American, we consume about 152 pounds of sugar every year. <laughs> 152 pounds. A healthy amount of sugar is considered about 20 or 29 pounds in a year. And by the way, when I'm talking about 152 pounds, I'm not talking about naturally occurring sugar in an apple or an orange. This is sugar that is added to the foods that we eat in our daily diet. Um, if you look at the trends of sugar consumption if and a healthy amount, remember, 20 to 29 pounds, the last time that the average American ate 20 to 29 pounds of sugar in a year was the early to mid 1800s. Okay, <laughs> when sugar was like really considered a uh, value. That's right. It was it was expensive. Uh-huh. It was definitely a treat back uh-huh. then. We eat sugar, you know, in our bread, in our mustard, in our ketchup, in everything. And every and everything, every snack or whatever you get that's cheap. Yes. Cookies, yes. it's just tons yes. of sugar. Yeah, we, we are over-caloried and undernourished today in a significant way. And carbohydrate sugar is a is a big piece of that. And, and here's a couple of things. Like I, I was talking to somebody the other day who was even within our industry. They, they worked at a different health food store, and they said, well, well, Dan, why is that a problem? And I thought, well, that's actually a great question. Mm-hmm. Why is that a problem? We know sugar is bad, but most of us don't really know what sugar is doing. So I'm going to read a little bit of sure. a list to you here. So here are some of the things that happen in our bodies because of sugar. And, and we know some of this. So first of all, metabolic syndrome. So blood sugar issues, right? Mm-hmm. When I eat that much sugar, my body can't handle it. So I have metabolic syndrome. In other words, my body isn't going to process it as well. But also it causes heart disease, We have a problem with heart disease. It causes strokes, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, diabetes. We know that. It causes depression. Do you know that depression is the number one disability in America? Mm -mm. And a big cause of depression is sugar consumption. It has a negative impact on the central nervous system. It has a negative impact on mood disorders. Do you know anybody else stressed today? (laughs) We're all struggling with that. And sugar has a negative impact on the way I feel. It actually shrinks the size of parts of my brain, specifically the hippocampus and frontal lobes. Sugar will shrink your brain. Think about that for a second. It causes inflammation in my brain, something known as polycystic ovarian syndrome. And that's a problem that women have. It's a Uh female problem. The cause is sugar. It can cause a non-alcoholic fatty liver. Um, It causes oxidative stress, which is basically speeds up the aging process. Um, No sugar for me. (laughs) <laughs> right, I'm denouncing sugar as of today. You want, to, you want to stay looking like you're 16. And here's the scary one for me. It, it causes abnormal brain lipid metabolism. Now, what that means is our brain gets its energy from fats, okay? When we eat sugar, the sugar interrupts the ability of our brain to use fat for energy. That is why when we eat sugar, we're like, I can't think straight. I'm foggy. I'm cloudy. Huh. Sugar does that to the brain. Um, increased risk for dementia. And I will tell you, this list can keep oh, going. Wow. And, and, and so it's a little scary, yeah. but I think sometimes that knowledge is power because sometimes we need to know a little bit of the why in order to say, you know what, I'm going to get serious about my sugar consumption. I'm going to start reading some more labels. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to try to find a way to get rid of that sugar in the simple things I eat. You know, maybe it's your chips, maybe it's your mayonnaise, maybe it's your ketchup. Little things like that that we can do to eat less sugar than what we are. We got something on the line? We do. We have uh, Shay from Valparaiso. Hi, Shay. How are Hi. you? 
Good. Did you know all about that about sugar like that? Did you know all that stuff? You know what? I sort of uh, actually I sort I was calling for the to talk about gluten free, but I I do hear like with the sugar because my daughter is diabetic. But I am a beekeeper and I have two beehives, so I try to go more with the natural honey. You know the they they bring the bees bring so much like enzymes and all the good stuff in honey. So I try to go on the honey side than the sugar side. <laughs> and they do. You're right about that. So good work with the with keeping the bees. Yes. We, we need those bees. Yes, yes. And I have celiac disease, so I have the uh, gluten allergy. Uh, really watch the gluten. I mean, I get really sick if if I eat gluten. So, but you're, uh, since you guys opened, I used to go to that uh, years ago. I used to go to the Lansing store. Yeah. At the sunrise, uh-huh. but when you guys came about, it was just so nice to be close and have something closer. But the gluten-free sex—I just wanted to praise you on the gluten-free sex selection you have. It's really nice. Well, thank you for that, and and we're adding more gluten-free foods as you probably know all the time. Uh, yeah, so wonderful. Shay, have, yeah. ha- have you noticed a difference between gluten-free items now compared to uh, 20, 25 years ago? Oh my gosh, I've, it's been fifteen years since I've had celiac disease, and it's a big change in the difference. The breads, the pastas, um, just everything. Uh, even like more of the supplements are watching the gluten. You know, first thing I look on on vitamins or pills is if it has gluten. Um, that's changed a lot. Like the seven allergens or so that, that you know, you know, nuts, dairy, all that sort of changed with that too. So it's it's a big help for those with severe allergies. Yeah, uh, gluten free. I, I I say it used to be like a job, you mm-hmm. know, because the food wasn't all that great. It was terrible. The, the consistency wasn't that great, and and it's like if you had to do it, you did it because it was your job, and that's the way you had to do it in order to live well. Yeah, um, today yeah. it's it's a wonderful thing. Gluten free foods taste yeah. taste pretty darn and, good today. And celiac being autoimmune, they're finding like a lot of the the breads and wheat, the gluten, it it's in, it inflames. It it just causes more problems. So someone like me, I, might not be celiac, but just uh, just have uh, better. They feel better eating gluten free. Absolutely. So Shay, um, Dan Chapman from uh, Sunrise Health Foods out of Valparaiso. Um, is giving me a gift card, and we're going to send it out to you so you can go get some Great. delicious oh, gluten-free it. items. Awesome. I'll see you again there. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Oh. You know, you know, we were talking uh, off mic earlier, and we have this item here, this gluten-free uh, sprouted uh, rolled oats. And I was always under the impression that, you know, I know oats are gluten-free, but people that are have celiac don't eat the oats because I thought – is because they grew the oats next to the wheat in the fields. But why? what is the reason behind that? Yeah, actually, the, the main reason you have to be careful with oats and gluten, if that's a concern that you have, is in manufacturing. Uh, so the, the processing, because... You know, if you have an oat, sometimes we don't think about that grain as being manufactured or processed, but it has to be stamped or flattened somewhere, right? And Mm -hmm. then it has to be packaged and bagged up. Um, And oftentimes the lines that they do that on in a facility will be shared with something that also has wheat. And there's no... um, reason to, I'll say, clean those lines between different grains when it comes to a safety or security issue. And so oftentimes they're not because that takes more time, it takes more money. And so we have very specific, um, you know, oat suppliers that we have that are tested and verified gluten-free. And they're able to do that because they definitely make sure that they are processed in a facility that don't have those other allergens. So yeah, the one of them that I brought here is the One Degree brand. Uh, it's a gluten-free product. It's been tested. And one of the things I really love about that brand, they've got a number of different products, but they test everything also for glyphosates. So some of these gl- glyphosates, yeah, so it is basically the result of a pesticide, pesticide called Roundup. Okay. So we have all of these grains, of course, in our country that are Roundup ready, and that keeps the pests and the herb, herbicide, I'm sorry, the the um, the weeds and so forth yeah. away. And uh, those that that roundup causes significant health issues in our body. And so most brands are not testing for that. Um, we know it's a problem. And one of the things I love about One Degree is they are getting their products from small organic farms, and they are testing and verifying that there is no glyphosate residue in that product. So when you're getting these products in, um, are you looking for them to be certified? I mean, are, is is that a a standard of yours before it comes onto my shelf, I, you know. 
Yeah, there's a number of standards that we look for, and certainly our gold standard is certified organic. Um, I, I love something that's certified organic because who it's, certifies them? Uh, there are um, different organizations. Uh, whose job it is to go around and to certify these farms or a manufacturing facility uh, or a finished product. So there, there is a relatively rigorous process that has to be gone through in order to ensure that they are grown and not just grown, but you know, uh, in the manufacturing facility, whether it's just simply bagged up or if there's any changes to that grain or that fruit or that vegetable, that that whole process is monitored in such a way that no chemicals, no pesticides or herbicides um, are injected in the process. You know, you were talking about sugars and real briefly, is there a good sugar I can eat? God love sugar. Yeah. Well, actually, our, our caller talked about honey. Uh-huh. Um, and honey is a wonderful sugar. And, and there is um, glucose in honey, and that's part of what that breaks down to in the body. But what the wonderful thing about honey, especially when it's local, um, and when, like, so we have a. a, a yeah, you brought a, some. Honey yeah, we in. have a local honey supplier that we've been using. When you have honey, you want to make sure that it is raw. Um, because what we want in that honey is we want the enzymes that are naturally occurring to be alive and active. That's part of what allows honey to be healthy for us. It also is part of what allows honey to work and soothe the sore throat. There's actually studies on honey showing what it does for a cough or a sore throat, but it also can help a little bit with allergies. If you have like local seasonal allergies, um, taking a little bit of raw local honey can actually help with that That. Uh, allergic response in the body. So it's so it's a healthy sweetener. Now, we don't want to overdo honey either, but that's a great choice for a sweetener. So you say raw. What, what's the other alternative? It isn't so what, what they do with honey is if you have honey over time, it will crystallize. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you know if you have honey that actually crystallizes, it's raw because cooked honey won't crystallize. So in our wonderful manufacturing world, money-making, profit-extracting process that we love to do here in America is, you know, a lot of the big suppliers or manufacturers of honey will heat it to kill the enzymes. Because when they do that, now it won't crystallize. And most people, when they see crystallized honey on a shelf, they don't want to buy it. Now, now, if you look at our honey at sunrise, it's not crystallized mm-hmm. because it's also very, very fresh. So what I mean is it'll take a little bit of time for that to crystallize, actually probably a bit even over a year or two, mm-hmm. all right? But I, I will tell you that crystallized honey is fine. Mm-hmm. H- honey never goes bad. Did you know that? You you could put honey on your shelf. They and, said they found them in the tombs in Egypt. That's right. Y- wow. You could eat honey 50 years from now, and yeah. you don't have to worry about it. It's perfectly fine. It I was will not go that, bad. Because I had crystallized honey one time, and I I don't know what I did with it, but I was like, oh, what happened to this? <laughs> so you can do one of two things with crystallized honey. You can either just scoop it out and eat it that way, or you can put it in a little bit of warm water, and it'll dissolve the crystals, and you're good to go again. Wow. I I did not know that. Folks, you're joining us here on Let's Eat. Today our guest is uh, Dan Chapman from Sunrise um, Health Foods out of Valparaiso. And we want you to call in, 219-769-9577. We have gift cards. And, um, again, uh, we have Dan Chapman here. I should call him the professor because he (laughs) seems to know everything about how to be healthy, don't you think? Yeah. I actually have a question um, about this mayo. Yeah. Because I recently got to... It's good mail, too. I recently had blood work done, and they said my cholesterol is a little high, but also my good cholesterol is a little low. Hmm. And uh, they want me to replace it with better fats. And I'm looking at this, and it has a lot of good fat in it. Yeah, so the, the mayo I brought today is a company called Primal Kitchen. And I, I like this it. brand for a couple of reasons. Um, they, they actually, yeah, dip put that it, chip yeah, in there. It, it, it is, it's amazing. It, it truly is. is. I, I was really amazing. tempted you, you to You can do see that. I already put my, I didn't put my finger in there, but I, <laughs> I wanted to. So uh, Primal Kitchen makes a number of different like dressings and oils and mayonnaises and things like that. And There's what it. I like about Primal Kitchen is the oil that they're using in here is avocado. So it's the avocado fruit. One of the things that I try to encourage people to stay away from is what I would call seed oils. I'll talk about that in just a minute. So in Primal Kitchen, all of their dressings, uh, mayonnaises and things like that, they do not use any seed oils. So it's a very healthy fat for you. Mm. Um, So yeah, easy, simple ingredients, certified organic, 
no seed oils. That would be a great mayonnaise for you to use. It's not going to have a negative impact on your cholesterol levels. It has a lot of flavor. It has so, wonderful flavor. I will say that little bite I had, so much flavor. It reminds yeah. me, because I like... Um, like Miracle Whip. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. But it's, like a little, it's a little more tangier, I yeah, think. Yeah, but and, it's on that same line. Yeah. It's oh, really man. good. That's and really then good. And these... Dan, you brought in that Jose just keeps putting his hands in the bag. <laughs> and I was doing the same as these uh, uh, grain-free tortilla chips. Yeah. And my question to you back then is like, oh, it tastes like they have corn in there. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about... I mean, yeah. folks... Go go to Sunrise uh, Health Foods in Valparaiso and ask them for this grain-free tortilla chip. What, yeah. What's the brand on that? Siete. Siete. Um, Greek guys can't say words like that. But Siete. And this one's lime. Yes. And actually, when I eat it, I told you, it kind of almost tastes like the Fruit Loops yeah. in a way. It's full <laughs> flavor. It's it's crunchy. It's crispy. It's light. Tell yeah. us what's, how, what's made. How yeah, it's so, made. so this is a grain-free chip. It's like it looks like a corn chip. It looks kind of just like tastes a corn like chip. a corn chip, exactly. but there's there's no corn, there's no grain. Uh, what we're using in that is cassava, so it's a cassava flour, and that is a a root or a tuber, kind of like a potato, mm-hmm. um, but but it isn't a potato either. So right. it is uh, it, it's it's basically a root, and consistency wise, as you can see, they can make a chip out of that. And what I love about the Siete brand is. You know, I've been talking about organic and, mm-hmm. and non-GMO and no seed oils again. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about this brand of chips is that they use avocado oil. Um, avocado oil comes from the fruit of the avocado. It's a very healthy oil for us. It can handle high temperatures without, um, you know, uh, uh, breaking down. Seed oils don't do that. Um, and so seed oils will create a... a all kinds of different negative actions in the body. Inflammation speeds up the aging process. I talked about yeah. that a moment ago with sugar. So if there is two things that I can encourage people to stay away from or reduce at all cost, it is reducing or getting away from sugar, and it's reducing or getting away from seed oil. So what is a seed oil? It comes from soy or corn or cotton, cotton seed. Um, safflower is another one um, that I would stay away from. Um, Rapeseed is another one, or canola oil. All of those oils um, are processed at an extremely high temperature. And, you know, sometimes when we think about corn or soy uh, or safflower, yeah, you would you think— because you always yeah. think of them being non-trans fat. That's right. Yep. And, and so, but what happens with that seed or that grain is, you know, in our minds, I know we all think, well, they're just squeezing that and this beautiful oil comes out, uh-huh. right? And, and then we use that in our food or our baking and it's got to be healthy. That is not how a seed oil or corn oil, soy oil, cotton oil, that's not how they are made. Uh, they are processed under an extremely high temperature um, and then they require a petroleum-based solvent to pull that oil out. Really? Hmm. Once that oil comes out, it has a, a, let's just say it is a smell that is not attractive. It is not something you would want to put in your body. So once it's extracted with these chemical solvents, they have to add other chemicals to get rid of the odor, or you would never, ever want to eat that. Wow. And then they add a few more chemicals because they want, to make it look, <laughs> they want to make it look clean and pure and yeah. lighter in color. So there is all kinds of chemical processes that they do. And I'll tell you, these oils originally, in the early 1900s, these were considered toxic waste. These, these oils were not something that you ate in your body. Pre-1900, we did not eat any seed oils. So these came out of basically chemical waste. Um, the first time that those things were really legalized, it came out of, believe it or not, the American Heart Association in the 1940s when they were just getting started. Um, they got a donation from Procter & Gamble for $1.5 million. And the reason that Procter Gamble was interested in helping the American um, Heart Association get started is they had just put Crisco on our store shelves mm-hmm. and they were trying to explain to us how this, what was previously an industrial waste was now quote unquote, good for your heart. That's how it all started. Wow. And seed oils have been introduced since and we were told right we were all told these oils are good for your heart you know if you want to want to take care of your heart get rid of all that animal fat right nothing could be farther from the truth i I remember in the restaurant you get lard and put it in your fryer and then all of a sudden it was like oh no we can't do lard because it's you know it's got trans fats and all this so now let's use canola oils or vegetable oils you know they're got non-trans fats in them it's healthy for you 
Yeah. And yes. you're telling us it's absolutely not true. Wow. So, so what it, is a what's a, what's healthy oil then? Uh, like a yeah. So anything that does not come from a seed. A seed, but a nut's okay. Um, well, um, the like the avocado. Yeah. So avocado, it doesn't come from the avocado seed. It actually oh. comes from the fruit. Oh. Okay. So it, it's different where that comes from. So avocado is very healthy. Olive oil is healthy. Because olive oil comes from, from the fruit, fruit, right? The Not meat from the it. seed. That's right. right. So coconut oil? Coconut that? oil, very, very healthy. Um, those oils are not processed to come to that that uh, that state. So they don't need all of this heavy processing. How about grapeseed oil? Uh, grapeseed oil, is a that's a that's seed, seed oil. So it's and not that, good. That's also uh, yeah, I was correct. always told it was good. Yeah. Um, it, it was basically presented as a healthier oil because it can handle a higher temperature, but it is another one of those seed oils mm. that actually is not mm. good for us. Oh, yeah. We do have a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I was just so interested in <laughs> I, I did have a question. Uh, so I, I tried coconut oil one time, and I believe it was saturated fat, or it had a mm, high yeah, content yeah. of another fat, and yeah. I was that immediately turned me away from yeah. it. Like I was wondering, is that was I turned away from it because I was told that it's yeah. bad for you? Yeah, me, we've been or? told forever saturated fats are bad for you, right? right? And um, the the truth is, a lot of these seed oils they have to process further to uh, turn them into a saturated fat because a saturated fat at room temperature is solid, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, coconut oil is naturally saturated. And I know sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to say, okay, make sense of this, Dan. So is saturated good or bad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I wish I could give you just a very clear answer, but the, the answer really is it depends on how it is saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are naturally saturated, like coconut oil, is actually very healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, your body breaks it down into all different components that are very easily used in the body. There is no chemical processing needed to change the structure of that fat into a saturated fat. Because mm, I, I, I used to use coconut oil as well for, uh, like I had a like a mouth uh, yeah. tooth thing. Yep. And it melts at a very, very lower like that's temperature. Right. Yep. And that's why it was okay. Yep. So in your body, your yep. temperature. It's very healthy for you. Where the saturated, it, yep. what you see it sitting on the shelf and turns into a solid will turn into a solid yep. in your body. Yeah. Basically. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like like wow. margarine. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like putting plastic into the body. Wow. Um, coconut oil naturally is also, believe it or not, has like antibacterial type properties. And that's why you said you used it for a mouse sore. Right. Because it will actually kill the bacteria naturally without having any negative impact on good bacteria in your mouth or digestive system. Wow, that sounds like a miracle. <laughs> a miracle. That's uh, why we got well, the professor here, mm-hmm. Dan Chapman. But yeah, uh, sorry for waiting. It's just this is such an interesting conversation <laughs> for us all. We, we got have, a lot uh, to talk uh, about. Andrea from Crown Point, hey, if Andrea. you're still there. Are you there? Hello? Hi, hey. Dan. How are you? Wonderful. Got a Good. Qu- yeah, I do. I just have a question. We were talking about, you guys were talking about sweets and the natural sugars and the honey and everything. Um, what do you think about like stevia in the raw or monk fruit? Oh, great question. Uh, yeah, there, there are so many nuances of the conversation of sweeteners, right? And I know I spoke very generally. Uh, stevia, right, stevia is hard, wonderful. It's hard to yep. it's hard to get your sweet. Yeah, yeah. To get that sweet taste. Yes, yes. Uh, stevia is a wonderful sweetener. Um, it's an herb. Okay, so, uh, you know, stevia is literally the leaf of a plant that happens to have a very sweet flavor to it. Hmm. Uh, actually, many times sweeter than sugar. Um, now, stevia, as you might know, sometimes can have a little bit of a bitter aftertaste to it. Um, but uh, stevia is a really wonderful sweetener. And, and it really sometimes only has that bitter aftersweet if you add too much. Uh, stevia, right. stevia is a sweetener where you want to get it just right. And so if you play with it, you're like, oh, that's that's a great amount of stevia. And I added another little bit and it was just a little too much. So you'll much. you'll learn how to deal with, with stevia. But a, a wonderful, healthy sweetener. Monk fruit, very much the same way. Uh, it's a natural, sweet fruit. Um, they concentrate it and it doesn't have a negative impact on your glycemic index. So there are some really good ones out there. Um, an, another good one, actually, I'll mention is xylitol. 
And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit cautious on sugar alcohols. So anytime you hear, see an OL in the end, that's an alcohol. Um, so xylitol is a sugar alcohol, um, but it's one that has a lot of really good research on it and it's solid research. So not, not a negative impact on the glycemic index. Uh, some of the other sugar alcohols that are out there, you have to be a little bit more careful of just because they can cause some digestive upset. Did that answer your question? It did. And I have another question, though. Um, I seen something in the store. I think it was uh, it was a sweetener, but it was made out of apple sugar. Have you ever seen anything like that? Um, I am not sure of a of a sugar type substance made out of apple myself, but like I, a, I can see how that's possible. Musselman apple sugar. It's made out of concentrated apple juice. Yeah, and, and I would say um, most likely that would be a potentially, depending on how they uh, process that. So I, I would I would want to see how it's processed because even, you know, sugar, we can say, well, it comes from a beet, Dan. How can that be bad, right? right. So a right. lot of it has to do with the processing that happens, you know, getting that sugar from a beet, you know, or cane into that white sugar that we know is table sugar. Um, and so I, I would have to just know a little bit more about the way that that's happening from Apple. So theoretically, it sounds to me like it might be a better source of sugar, but it's still going to be isolated sugar nonetheless. So it wouldn't be something you want to overdo. I, I would imagine that 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 form of sugar is still going to impact the glycemic index. And that's part of what we're trying to not have a negative impact on. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, because I I seen it and like I said it was called Musselman apple sugar and it's a product of Italy. Okay. Well, Andrea, so, well, and it just said like a half a teaspoon was like three carbohydrates. So I didn't know how that went with like the monk fruit and stevia. I was kind of con- weird. I just seen it like I said and was kind of just suspicious about it. Yeah, and I'm sorry I can't answer your question more directly on that, but uh, I will definitely be looking into it. So, Andrea, what we're okay. going to send you out a gift card to Sunrise, Sunrise uh, Foods, Health Foods out of Valparaiso. Uh, Dan gave me a gift card, so we'll be sending that out soon, and thanks for calling in. All right, thank you very much. Thanks. Do you visit these plants, Dan? Do you go and visit plants? I've been all over the place visiting a lot of facilities. Yes, yeah, just to see uh, what certainly, they're... certainly not all of them. I, I don't want to, you know, overstate, but I've been to hundreds and hundreds of them. Yes. Well, tell us. Um, let's talk about salts. Okay. I know salts are damaging. Yeah. Sound... Well, they, they can be. Uh, okay. I mean, there are salts from all over the world that are really wonderful and healthy. Um, you can get a Himalaya salt or a pink Which salt. Which you brought a or... popcorn in that has that. I, I did, yeah. Actually, I almost forgot about that. So the, the lesser than evil popcorn uh, with Himalayan pink salt. And uh, the reason I brought this one is back to my seed oil conversation. Mm -hmm. So this one is roasted in extra virgin coconut oil, right? Mm -hmm. So it's good stuff for you. But the Himalaya pink salt, um, salt when you find it in nature, um, and really when you find any mineral in nature, right? Salt or sodium is a mineral. And minerals are always um, in the context of other minerals. It's kind of like a family member, right? You you never see just dad show up. Dad's always up with mom and kids. Mm -hmm. So so you think about sodium or um, any mineral in that context. Whenever you find them in nature, they are always going to have other minerals around them. And, And so when you find salt in nature, the other minerals that is going to be around it are trace minerals, and that makes it good and healthy. Your body uses minerals always in context of other minerals. Your body never uses minerals in isolation. So when you take a mineral into the body, you want to have some of the other minerals that it is normally found around to come along for the ride, if you will, because your body is going to want those other minerals to create some balance. And so I mean, there, there are hundreds of different salts. Why? Because the mineral context is going to be different in all of these different countries where you can mine salt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can go to a grocery store sometimes or like a, a spice shop and you'll see all of the different salts. Taste the different ones. You'll find they have different flavors because they have different mineral makeups, if that makes sense. And all of those are really healthy and good for us. Now, again, everything within, you know, limits and balance, mm-hmm. okay? Um, the, the salt that you want to stay away from 
is what we would traditionally call just table salt here in the U.S. That is an isolated sodium. And what I mean by that is it's literally made in a lab. That is not coming out of the ground. It, it's literally processed. And when you when you eat that, it does not so act the same way. So they don't mine that out of the earth or anything like I, that? It's going to have a starting point, but it is going to be washed and cleaned and isolated really? and, and processed for all kinds of different it's just it's cheaper to do it in the long run. And again, the the one negative side about um, you know America is a wonderful country. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a proud American. You know, America is a an incredible uh, kind of a a business machine if you think about how America was created. And that's good, except for our food supply and our medical system. Mm-hmm. We do not want to maximize profits in our medical system, right? We want our medical system to serve the patient, right. mm-hmm. not the business. Same thing with our food supply. But how do you separate food and medicine from the rest of America's structure, which is very business-like? Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that is why we, we do end up in our country having food that is different than the rest uh, of the world. Right. Even even our medical system is different. You know, We think that the weird medicine in the U.S. Is, are the herbs. Do you know that's primary medicine in almost every other country in the world? Mm -hmm. They would never think about giving you a drug primarily. They would only do that if the herbs don't work for what you need. Mm -hmm. We have it completely backwards here. So I I have a question that brings a good point to that, how we're like business centric. with the with the business uh, comes like research and stuff. Uh, I was wondering like how much research is done like from like what you're saying like uh, telling us like the seed oils is bad yeah. when like we have labels that tell us the opposite. Oh. And it, it's like it's so scary. I know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I want to believe. I mean, that when it. we get the cartons in of oil at the restaurant, it says non-trans fat on it, zero, big That's zero right. on the box. That's and right. You, what you're saying is almost. The opposite. Yeah, and and so there's first of all there's a lot of research, um, not just happening in this country but around the world that is going to support very much what herbs do, as well as supporting what I'm talking about is staying away from these seed oils. But you can also find lots of research that will say that hey Dan you're you're wrong. You know you'll you'll find that research out there. Yeah, the the, the part of the challenge that, is though. digging deep enough to find out, okay, who's paying for that. And, right. and that's why I brought just the one fact up about yeah. the American Heart Association. How did they start? Mm-hmm. Procter & Gamble gave the $1.5 million so those doctors could start the American Heart Association. And what was one of the first things that they did? They said that vegetable oils, i.e. seed oils, mm-hmm. were good for you. Yeah. And the next thing they said was the fats coming from animals is not good for you right so and that's another thing i don't want to get you in trouble (laughs) like i want you to walk safely this this is history i mean (laughs) but no that's that's so interesting it is you just totally i feel like we could have like a two hour i I think we should have a part two Mm -hmm. who do we got on the line so we have uh andrea again calling because she has another uh question andrea hi um i know you guys are on the salt subject and I got a question for Dan. All salts, like the sea salts and the pink salts, aren't all equals the same, correct? That's correct, because they're going to have different mineral makeups. So, like Morton sea salt that has the calcium, uh, silicate, and the dextrose, yes. and the potassium. You're reading a box, those aren't, aren't you? Act- <laughs> so, those aren't actually like the actual sea salt you want to stay away from those yes yes the the calcium and the dextrose are in there is what we would call an anti-caking agent they're there so the salt doesn't stick together and clump because you know again here in america we've been told everything needs to be perfect and exactly how we think and you know sometimes the the natural salts you might actually have to shake the box just a little bit to break Mm -hmm. it up and and that's not a negative i mean that's what that's what salt does i mean mm-hmm. it's Correct. it's a mineral so yeah great question yeah, thanks so for asking it, it should be yeah so it i just wanted to verify that you had to watch what kind of sea salt and uh pink salt that you actually buy it's better to buy like an all-natural sea salt yes and, and so on and so forth absolutely yes great question okay thanks andrea yeah thanks for coming. all right thank you bye-bye i also wanted to say uh like these two things taste amazing and they're completely organic um 
this is probably obvious, but like, why does it taste, or at least to me, it tastes so much better like when it is fresh and organic yeah. or grass fed. Yeah. You know, why does the taste come from? Healthy foods should taste good. Mm -hmm. And if you have a an organic food, mm -hmm. um, that means that that soil is cared for. So the flavor of your food, and and you know this in the restaurant, right? Or like right, milk. Nick, I mean, like you, you know the answer if to the, this. If the cow, when yeah. the cow's grazing, the milk tastes different depending where yep. it's grazing from. Absolutely. Wow. And that's because how the, that cow things. that eats grass, right. that milk, that meat okay. is actually healthy. Just like if you ate a whole bulb of garlic, you don't think <laughs> it gives off a toxin, right? right? So if the earth is bad, eventually it gets into the plant. Like the yeah. flavor of my meat would probably taste garlic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've talked all about salts and sugars, but there's so that's, there's so much more behind uh, Sunrise Health Foods and Valparaiso mm -hmm. than this. Got eight minutes left. Here. I know. Tell us about your vitamins. Yeah. You make your own or, yeah. or supplements, vitamins. Yeah. What do yeah. you call them? Yeah. So I, I have a company called Red Remedies, R-E-D-D -D, Remedies. And you can go to that website, too, if you're listening, just to see the different products. Or um, on, our, on our Instagram. Or Instagram, absolutely, yeah. for the show. Yeah, definitely go there. We've got some pictures of a few things here. And really what I specialize in at Red Remedies is we make herbal formulas that are already put together to help you solve a health challenge. Because one of the things that I know growing up in this is, you know, I can talk about it all day, but it's another thing for you to go home and, and be like, what did he say again? And how do I take that? And, and it's a lot of information. So we put formulas together that are already everything you need if you have you know, stress or muscle cramps or knee pain or uh, a leg, you know, a leg cramp or anxiety or, or even, you know, some form of a depression or melancholy. If you need your brain to be sharper, you need some more energy. We've put all of these different formulas together to help you with that that are easy to use. Um, and while we want you to understand and we'll explain them to you, it's very easy to go home and follow the directions and get the results that we're expecting. Did you get all that, Jose? Oh, how man. many varieties? How many different? Uh, we make about 40 different herbal now, remedies. How, I mean, do you sit there? Do you have a lab coat in the back room <laughs> that you wear? How do you come yeah, up with so all this Actually, stuff? I have a, a lady that works for me who has a master's degree in herbal medicine. Uh, she has a background in biology and chemistry. Uh, but she literally has gone to school to have a master's degree in herbal medicine. And she leads my formulation process. She has been with me since day one at Red Remedies. We started the company in 2005. And um, so the formulations are very much me and very, very much um, our master herbalist. So this new item you have is called Peaceful Mama. Yeah, so, so we, we've about? been talking about helping people deal with stress since I started the company. The first product that I made in 2005 was True Energy, and it, it was a formula to help you deal with stress so that you could have energy because high step stress equals low energy. And so what do we do? We go get stimulants, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm tired. I need more energy. We can fix that by modulating the stress response. So, that, so I've been talking about stress a long time, but there's a group or a, a person that I haven't been able to help because she is pregnant or nursing. Mm -hmm. that, that's a very delicate stage of life mm -hmm. where we would never recommend something without a lot of research to prove that it's safe. And as you can imagine, we don't do a lot of research on pregnant or nursing women just right. because of the concern. So we have been working to solve this for a long time. And we literally just last month launched a product called Peaceful Mama, which I can tell you without question is safe for pregnant and nursing moms. Um, the main active ingredient has been used in Europe for over 20 years. Um, we know without question that it is safe for pregnant and nursing women. It's actually even safe for, for infants. Um, not that an infant would use our formula, but my point there is that the safety profile is there. So what Peaceful Mama will do is it will help an individual, help a lady deal with just the stressors of either wanting to conceive and the worry about whether it will happen and the stress that's in the body and that you can't take a lot of herbs during that that season I see during during pregnancy and certainly while nursing and it's also going to help you get restful sleep so if we can quiet the anxieties during the day help you get better sleep that's what peaceful mama does the full clinical dose is one capsule a day it's easy to use um, and we say it's really while it while we target it at women that are pregnant and nursing it is wonderful for moms at all stages of motherhood Wow that's cool that's really nice. 
Dan, um, we only got a few minutes left, and we really didn't talk about your stores too much. <laughs> so maybe in a couple minutes, you can give us yeah. an, an outline of, like, yeah. if you were to look at a, a diagram of your store, what would you find in one of your units? Super. That's a great question. Um, so when you come to Sunrise, if you've not been there before, we're, we're probably not your typical, you know, what you think is a health food store where mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of vitamins and pills all right. over. We're, we're really, uh, we call ourselves a neighborhood healthy grocery uh, you come in and you're going to find, um, well, in in our Illinois stores, you're going to find full organic produce sets. Oh we haven't God. brought that to Valparaiso yet. Mm-hmm. But we want to do that someday, but you'll see organic produce. You'll see milk, and you'll see your half and half and your whipping cream and your eggs. Really? So you'll see your, your local grass-fed beef really? and chicken and pork oh, wow. and That's lamb cool. and turkey, um, as well as, you know, chips like the uh, Siete brand. And you that have we juice bars about. and stuff like that? We have juice bars. Again, um, I know this is local to Valparaiso. But our Illinois stores are larger than the Valparaiso ones, so we do have uh, juice bars in the Illinois stores. We haven't brought that yet to Valparaiso either. Um, but you know, we're, we're working on going that direction as that store and that community continues to grow. Uh, but it really is a place where you can come and do your healthy shopping. So Dan, we got a minute left. What did I forget to ask you? You got a minute to say it. You know, w- what's important to us really is just the relationship. So. Sunrise is a place where you can come in and ask your questions. There's nothing to worry about, no concerns about what do I know and what don't I know. Um, We've been in business for over 60 years, and we've been doing that by caring for our customers. And um, our, our goal is to really improve and change the health of the communities we serve. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, Professor Dan <laughs> Chapman from Sunrise uh, Health Foods out of Valparaiso. I want to thank you for visiting us. Yeah. I know it was about an hour trip to get here, and you've been here before, yeah. but we need to do a part two, yeah. I think. Don't you think so, Jose? Oh, yeah, especially during this season, too. Yeah. yeah. Again, thank you, Dan, for My joining pleasure. us. Thanks I so know much. you're a busy man, but thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I want to wish everyone a, um, a great weekend. I want everyone to enjoy the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I want to say boiler up because uh, the Purdue boiler makers are number one. I want everyone to have a great Valentine's. I want to uh, say I love you, Karen. She's my biggest Valentine. And I want everyone to hug their family really, really tough, really, really tight. And uh, don't forget to uh, kiss your dog, Yasu.